Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. What's going on, man? Hey, you know, uh, it's uh, it's warm. I had to work from home today because my cat had to go to the vet. Uh, and that would be the black cat. Yep, little Harley. Well, he's littler than he used to be. Uh, he's down to 11 pounds, 12 ounces. The no. vet is very concerned about that. I'm concerned about that. When we took him in... When he the first time we started to worry about his weight, we took him in to get a checkup or whatever. Uh, it was like probably fourteen or fifteen months ago. He was twenty pounds, and we were worried that he was losing weight then. Um, so he looks like real gross now. No, I mean he's like real long and skinny, but he doesn't look. You know, his fur is still nice. He's still got energy. Ugh, that's but yeah. Not... He's no one is happy. Yeah, assuming you haven't changed any of his um. <laughs> dietary habits then that's not no that's definitely not good to lose like half your your body mass or whatever i mean his brother has gotten real round yeah. i have started to call him aries because he is round and red <laughs> like like mars one of our planets right <clears throat> i'm right to claim that planet as ours right that's one of ours that's one of our planets it's within our view okay even in just in the night sky yeah i think i saw it the other night or there was a red star that I was not familiar with. No, I think you were... Equally, about equally possible. I think you were supposed to be able to see Mars. So, yeah. I, think, I think that happened. Well, poor Harley. Yeah, well, plus he's peeing blood, so that's why I actually took him in. Yikes. <clears throat> so, he's got some antibiotics that should help him with that. And, you know, neutered cats, neutered male cats get urinary tract infections. Yeah. But, uh, doctor's worried about his liver. Well, that's not His good. sclera looked a little yellow. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is, but I don't, I also don't want to know. Cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's hot. It's uh, 83 degrees at my desk. That's not so bad. It's not, but when you consider that the high today was only 90, the house is not doing a real good job. Yeah, remember when we used to... Uh put the microphone in that room we shared growing up. I mean the microphone, the thermometer. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. <laughs> Just random words being substituted in. No, Doc. <laughs> we, when, we, when we grew up, we definitely thought that a microphone was the thing a regular person could own. Also, I would look at the microphone and go, 95 degrees! I probably thought you had to be, like, the millionaire from Gilligan's Island to, to get a microphone. a microphone. Yeah, it could be. What would a regular person even do with a microphone? You had one on your boombox. It sucked, but it, you know. That's right. You could sing uh, Hey There, Lonely Girl or something into it. Yeah, you just sing it at the hole in the front of your boombox. Tiny hole. Yeah. How small must those microphone elements have been? Uh, I didn't think they even made things that small back then. Yeah. I thought all electronics were like the 
the size of uh, like cinder blocks. But yeah, it used to get crazy hot in that room. Yeah, it'd be like 95 degrees. And you're like, what? It was only 92 today. What's well, happening? It was, it was west facing, so it got that sunlight. Yeah. We were always running the TV, and it was a great big tube TV. Well, um, before I got my sweet air conditioner that's basically saved me the last three years, when we first moved into this apartment, the reason I got it is because I came home one day and looked at the microphone in my room that mm-hmm. tells temperatures, and it said it was like 92 or something. And I went, yeah, that's, that's not going to do it. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm an adult, and I'm going to spend my money on stuff. I'm going to buy an air conditioner. Yeah, we have a portable air conditioner in the bedroom, and the last time I went in there was a couple hours ago, and it was, at that time, 64 degrees in the bedroom. (laughs) So you're running it as hard as you can in there. Yeah. Well, so it's just, it got cold overnight, and I never shut it off because I didn't go into work today. So Uh, it's just keeping the room cool, which is nice. I'm super looking forward to that. Now, do you try to let it bleed into the rest of the apartment and cool it down a few degrees, or do you shut up the room and just let it become an icebox? Yeah. I absolutely do not let it bleed into the apartment to to the extent that I can prevent it. We got a TV back there. I mean, we don't need the rest of the house in the summer <laughs> to cook things maybe in the kitchen. Well, see, all of our entertainment is in the living room, and that's where the AC is too. But our, our apartment is small, and so I... I will sometimes let the bedroom door to be open and, and cool that down a few degrees with the AC out here. Yeah, I think our living room alone is too big for the uh, for a portable air conditioner to do any good. Right. But also, the windows in the living room, like, cantilever open. Mm-hmm. So that's no good for a portable AC. Okay, and so... They're, and they're six feet tall. Yeah, that's the real issue. It's when you yeah. get the ones that are just, like gigantic and they don't and you can't open them as much as you want like how can, uh, do I they mean, just slide up or do they slide to the no, side no, no. They, they they open out on hinges like a that's, door yeah that's what i was gonna say you can't really do much with yeah. that there's nothing i can do yeah. and the the bedroom the windows uh these crazy old windows that I, i've never seen in any other house they open from the top down okay so like they open at the top first and then slide down into a pocket in the wall and they all originally had these pulleys that I think attached to counterweights so that it would be, like, real easy to move them up and down. But, like, 90% of the ropes are broken. <laughs> so now the windows uh, aren't counterweighted, so you have to kind of force them into place so they don't just fall down on their own. And sometimes they do. It's fun. <laughs> Dude, how old is this place? They just uh, The house was built in 1924. What is but, this technology? <laughs> but every single room in the house has different windows. Uh, baffling. That's a terrible yeah. decision. I think it's the result of various remodels over the years, but... Uh, so because they open at the top, the only way to get like a vent kit up there is to have them open four inches where the for the vent strip to go. Right. But that's the top four inches. So every time, like, this is our third portable air conditioner now, because yeah. they don't, they're not good. Right. Every time I have to buy an extra exhaust hose, because the one hose that comes with the thing is never long enough to reach the top. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. So, Well, look, dude, the uh, East Coast, um, everyone has the exact same window. They're all the kind that open up, mm-hmm. like, you know, from the bottom, and they're real easy to put window-mounted units in. Yep. And yep. So, no, by the way, none of my windows could take a window unit. Yeah, neither none of mine could, too, because they all open side to side. 
Uh, I guess in the bathroom. The one in the bathroom could take a a, uh, a a window unit if there was one narrow enough, which I'm not sure there is. That's what I was gonna say. Mine, my window. Oh, my window side to side. But yeah, the bathroom windows are usually too small. Like you'd have to yeah. find a tiny unit or something. So, but air conditioning the bathroom not really a priority for me. No, <clears throat> that's the room where cold water comes out all over my body anyway. <laughs> and you keep it on ice. You just want yeah. ice water to come out. Sometimes when it's hot. Anyway, that's how my day is going. My cat is peeing blood, and it's too hot. Yeah, it's been pretty warm lately. I mean, we were pretty lucky. May, in general, was super cool. Just, yeah, you know, it was f- nice. for California May. So, it was only a matter of time before we got socked with this shit. I know what this I was going to call other, you. This is the other side of El Nino, too. Does it get hotter after? Well, I mean, it's... I think so. I, I, think I have no idea. summer after an El Nino is typically warm. Okay. I, I, I have no clue. I have um, really vague memories of the last El Nino, but um, I don't remember what happened the summer after. Yeah. I I guess I probably played a lot of Final Fantasy, be my guess. So how are you? Good. I was going to call you, I remember, I was going to open the show by saying, how's it going, Savage Opress? Oh, God. That's what I was going to call you. And then maybe I was going to link it to a joke about the Sinisirans. Have you been watching Clone Wars? No, I haven't watched it in ages. I couldn't do it anymore. I I watched, like, the first four or five seasons. I think I'm in season five. But really, the last entire season that I watched, I was not paying attention to. It it did not... It seemed to not hold up. They encourage you not to pay attention by doing weird time jumps. Like... Things take place earlier and later in time. So it's like, you're telling me that I either have to pay so much attention that it's un- it's just infeasible to do. Yeah. Or I should just go ahead and give up. Yeah, exactly. And I gave up. I couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't, um... I, I just felt like, uh... Every episode was kind of the same episode. And, uh, there were just so goddamn many of them. Yeah. And nothing- I was... I was super bummed out though when it's I saw the thing that was like like the episode description on Netflix and I saw the name that they pronounced Savage Opress. <laughs> Opress. Yeah, Savage Opress. I was real bummed out that there's a character in Clone Wars named Savage Opress. <laughs> and I like that I discovered it almost the exact same way. It was like next on Netflix was Yeah. It was showing the showing what was gonna happen next. And I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is his I name said, Savage Opress? Come on, Star Wars. That is, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> Savage Opress. He's gonna be like a real bad dude. I bet he's a Jedi Master. I bet he's a good guy. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not Savage Opress. No, he has to be like Darth Maul's weird brother. And I refused to watch after that. That was the like, the last thing I'd seen. So I had to ask you whether it was pronounced Savage Opress or if they tried to do something fancy with it. They're, yeah, they get slightly fancy with it, but I don't know. Maybe it's because that show skews even younger than regular Star Wars, and they just figure, ah, oh, damn kids can't read. It don't matter. Or it could be that this show was still being made in the era before people realized that you would see, like, episode titles and descriptions. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea when that show was made. But, um, so your your theory about Star Wars, though... And why all the names are so bad? You have a theory about this, right? 
uh, it's not a well constructed universe. It's oh, not okay. well conceived. It's um, well, that's it's not theory. Done that's, by idiots. that's fact. That's not a theory. Yeah, that is, that is actually a fact. I don't know that I have a theory as to why the names are so bad, except that it's just, it's just, just the minimum amount of effort is put into everything. Wasn't it something about like uh, the people who did, were the merchandising people, like the people making the toys or something, got to oh, come up with some yeah. of the names? It is definitely the case for the early, for like the original couple of movies. I don't know if they'd figured it out by even by Jedi, but in the first few movies, a lot of them background characters didn't have names at all. Right. And, uh, like Darian and Wallace just or whoever. Like when Kenner or whoever was going to put out a toy, they're like, uh, we need a name for this dude. We can't just call him Lizard Man. What? He, what's he? He's got his his face is wrinkly. Let's call him Prune Face. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy looks like, uh, he looks like one of them Gorns from, like, the first Star Trek. We'll call him, like, uh, like Igorn or something. <laughs> something that's Gorn related. So it could be that that by the time the people are, are are working on Star Wars now, like that's just what Star Wars names seem like to them. Yeah, I think that's true because if you look, you, if you look at the expanded universe, expanded universe, extended universe, what do they call it? I don't know. It's all called Legends now. Oh, okay. If you look at Star Wars Legends, which means like the non non canony ones, there are some like. Well, actually, it's an unending list of preposterously dumb names for characters. Like, uh, okay. ain't nobody in there have a name that doesn't make you go, that's ah, just dumb. Well, they're either dumb because they don't they don't sound like people, or they're dumb because they're cartoonishly bad in the in the vein of a Savage Opress. But yeah. you don't actually, you don't even have to go Expanded Universe, really. Like, there no. is a guy in Return of the Jedi who's in Jabba's palace and he um he's like a big elephant man oh yeah like, dude i know this one he's got like an elephant head i saw this one <laughs> uh his name is efant mon no you know like elephant man <laughs> they didn't know what to do yeah i saw that one that's on my list here <coughs> um, so i so i off air i had i had us look into this a little bit further and try to find out some of the best worst Star Wars names. Yes, and I'm excited to discover which ones you think are the worst. So I so I started off just in the uh in the legends and I could only get through like one page of one of the articles, which was the Tradotions or whatever they're called. Oh right, like Bosk. Yeah. yeah Bosk's like, people. Yes. And I, I a could... bounty hunter with about one minute of screen time. Yeah, so I got um, like nowhere because all of the names were ridiculous and stupid. We're talking about uh, dudes named uh, like uh, I think it was like Bar- Barthus Balagus or something. Okay, which again sounded like a Euroleague basketball MVP. Oh, that for sure. And uh, one of them was just named Blarg. <laughs> just Blarg, just Blarg the Tradotion. And, uh, yeah, they were all terrible, so I decided we had to stick to canon just to, to make it more of a challenge to come up yeah, with Yeah, there's a names. wonderful laziness in the Star Wars expanded universe, which is whatever whatever a character is doing on screen for the one minute that we see them in a movie, every character of that race does that. Like That's right. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of like how you never see two biomes on the same planet in Star Wars, like, Tatooine is just a desert. That's right, yep. Or Hoth is just entirely ice. Yeah, all like planets are one the, thing, all species are one thing. All species do one thing, like 
uh, Greedo, he was a bounty hunter. So all Rodians are bounty hunters. That's right. Also, they're mostly named like Beto. <laughs> I think that's a real one, by the way. Greedo's, Greedo's brother, Beto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Negrodomus. They believe that stereotypes predict our future. Oh, that is true. So that's that's. I think that's what they're working under. So there's just a profound laziness, and it definitely extends to names. And Ben, you're right. If you get into the expanded universe, you you're just going to drown in it. Oh yeah, you know. Again, I had to stop immediately because all of the names were making me laugh. I mean, it's just like the the two most common professions in Star Wars are smuggler and bounty hunter. Right. Yeah, like I got to um, I got to Gunner Groth, and then Doctar Blood Moon. Which, oh. again, sounds like a Kilrothi ace pilot from Wing Commander. Oh, yeah, that guy's definitely making a guest appearance from Wing Commander 4. <laughs> and then I went, all right, I have to stick to canon. That can, that can only be canon, because I'm not going to make it through this. So in the in the canon, there's still a lot to go on. So I asked you to prepare uh, a top five. I don't know if you have I more I did, than and that. I just gave you number five at Efant Mon. Okay, all right, let me give you one, dude. You ready for this guy? I, I don't, I Actually, I don't right. think you're ready for this guy. Okay, let's see. Because his name is Droopy McCool. Oh, I know about Droopy. Droopy McCool, the clarinet player in the stupid uh, cantina band. Yep, Droopy McCool is I mean, for sure that guy's name. I mean, I assume it's a clarinet. It kind of looks like a clarinet. Like a space clarinet. Droopy McCool, dude. Yeah, Matt, what's the name of that band? Oh, uh... Um... I don't remember. What are they called? Uh... Oh my god, I remembered when I asked it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the Ocean Bottom Nightmare Band, but that's different. <laughs> that is very different. That is a different band altogether. Though I always thought, probably the best name for a band uh. is the Ocean Bottom Nightmare Band. Um, so Droopy McCool, yeah, he's the clarinet player. So, you know, you're not ready for him. No one's ready for him. He's too cool. He sure, he sure is. Matt, I'm going to take one. Uh, I'm going to go one expanded universe. You didn't give me the canon restriction. Four of my five are still canon. Okay, that's fine. Uh, in the expanded universe, Matthew, there is a, uh, at some point someone clones Luke Skywalker. Okay. Because who, who could Luke Skywalker fight after the Emperor's dead? How about a clone of Luke Skywalker? Right. What do you figure they named that clone? Luke, Duke Skywalker? Oh, you're so close. <laughs> it's Luke Skywalker, which what? is Luke with two U's. Are they serious? Yeah, that's his name. The clone of Luke Skywalker is L-U-U-K-E Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's clone is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yup. That's very imaginative. Good job out of Luke. them. Luke. <clears throat> wow. So is that in one of those dumb comic books? or like how's I, this work? I presume that's from a comic book. I, I hope that that didn't make it to print as an actual novel. I, um... Again, I... I several months ago, probably right before the new movie came out, I tried to look into the Star Wars timeline. I had never, oh. I had never looked at the Star Wars universe timeline, and I thought it would start like I don't know, ten years before Luke Skywalker or whatever. Nope. You know, like during those those crappy prequels. No, dude, it goes back like hundreds of thousands of years, mm-hmm. and it's very detailed. Well, um, because Star Wars is a garbage universe put together by people who weren't paying any attention, right? Uh, there's a big problem just between the prequels and episode four okay so in much a lot of the timeline complication comes from the fact that in episode four obi-wan says the jedi were guardians of peace and justice in the republic for a thousand generations that's a lot of generations and then in one of the prequels maybe 
probably Phantom Menace, you hear somebody say that the Republic has stood for a thousand years. Oh, those are different. Very different, right? <laughs> so someone then in the expanded universe had to put together why would someone would say that. Like, what happened a thousand years ago? Like, did the Republic reform? I hate this. But now they also have to expand the, the Republic back to, like, 25,000 years ago. I hate this because it is then somebody's job to do much more work than the writers of the show and or the writers of the movie yep. did. Yep, one hundred percent. If any, if at any point during that filming of that scene, someone had said, "Hey, can we actually pull the quote from Episode Four? I think it might be a thousand generations." <laughs> then, then we would not have to deal. I mean, we'd still have the problem that it was really old, but we wouldn't have to know about everything that happened back then. Yep. And so I but got now someone has to write what happened a thousand years ago just to make sense of that line. So I got like, uh, I don't know, a hundred entries into that timeline and realized I was still thousands of years away from mm-hmm. the events of of the Star Wars things that I have seen. And I, yeah, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Oh, there are huge gaps. <laughs> oh well, good. Um, I don't want them to have really made it for so that like every three years there's another entry in there. For a long time, like, prior to the release, I think prior to the release of the prequels, so, from the time Star Wars was first, from the time the first Expanded Universe material was written until Phantom Menace came out, Lucas would only allow them to write about things that happened after Star Wars, after, uh, after Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, for a long time, they didn't write anything that took place before you meet Luke. Good. Uh, but then he just threw that open once Phantom Menace came around. And then there were a couple of video games that were really popular. The, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. That take place, like, deep in the past. Great. Uh, and then, so a lot of books were written around that time. Stuff like that, so. Yeah, so I figured. It sucks. There were, were like, a crazy amount of books and comic books and all kinds of video games and other dumb shit. And I just went, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on all the extended stuff. I will know only about the actual regular Star Wars movies. Honestly, it's a very safe and wise decision. Yeah, so I never came across Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, so what is your number four? All right, um, it's a tough one here. I think I'm going to go with a guy whose name is just... Okay, yeah, so he's, he's one of the Tusken Raiders. He's a Tusken Raider. That's his name is just... Matt, there are... Several of them have been named. And they're all similar to that. Yeah. I love that and we are. I don't know to... how you're supposed to be able to tell them apart. Maybe that's a joke. I mean, it's obviously a joke, right? Yeah. The guy's name is <laughs> just U capital R O capital R capital R U capital R apostrophe R apostrophe R. Yeah. So that's those that guy's, guy's name. Uh, those guys suck. Yeah. They harass a droid and knock Luke over. An old man scares them off by sounding like a dragon. They take pot shots at the pod race. They're terrorists, then, right? Then they kidnap Anakin's mother and tie her up. Not really clear what they wanted with her, just to be shitty, because it looked like they were just whipping her. Well, it does. I mean, when he finds her, she's about to die, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they, they whip her at least to death. But you're right. What is the motivation? I, I think you're right. It's just... <laughs> it's extremely unclear what the motivation for that is. Nobody said to them, just, don't be shitty. He just butchers that whole group of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't Even the children! Everyone on, we know he didn't get all of them on the planet, because we see them again later, but... Uh, hey, dude. Yeah. The, even the women and children. They're I killed sucky, all of them. They're a sucky creation. But yeah, I uh, it didn't even occur to me to to 
add one of those guys in. But yeah, their names suck. Yeah, that guy's canon. It's canon that his name is Uraurora. So you're up again. Um, so in the original cut of Star Wars, like they didn't, they didn't make all of the stuff that appears in the cantina. They also just used some props. Uh huh. Um, so there, in the original cut, there was a straight up wolf man, <laughs> like just a wolfman. <laughs> yeah. Um, they cut him out for the special edition, so you don't see him anymore. Uh, although there's a different Wolfman in Force Awakens. Okay. Someone someone stuck that back in just to take a shit on George Lucas. Uh, rightly so. Like, you oh. know why? Because he made the other guy shoot first and not Han Solo. Right. Exactly. Ridiculous. Um, but there are Wolfmen, just Wolfmen in the uh, in the Star Wars universe and in the 2D Clone Wars that uh, the guy who did Dexter's Lab did. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Jedi who's a wolfman. Okay. Would you believe that his name is Vulvifmon? Vulvifmon. Like Vulvifmon? Like a wolfman. A wolfman. Yeah, like he's a wolf, like just a wolfman. <laughs> I know that's a lot like Yvonne but it's so lazy that I just couldn't believe it. This one didn't make my list, but I did come across a guy whose name was just Wolf. W O O O F Wolf. <sighs> so I'm not on my list, but yeah, dude, uh, they're super unoriginal about some of these dudes. Again, like Yvonne yeah. Mon. In fact, my next one is going to be like that. So uh, there's a cyborg dude. <laughs> he's a, he's like part man. He's like part man and part robot. He might be the administrator of Cloud City. Yeah, his name is Lobot. Yeah, it's like sure robot, is. but it starts with an L. He's Lobot. <laughs> yeah. Boy, the only thing lazier than that would have been if his name was Manbot. <laughs> exactly. What am I going to call this guy? He's some kind of cyborg, right? Yeah, let's call him like a robot. Uh, we can't just call him Robot, dude. Call him Lobot. That that is a winner. Good enough. We're going with Lobot. Lobot. I like it. <laughs> I take it. So there you go. That dude's like kind of a fan favorite. Lobot. Yeah, because he's like. He he helps uh, he helps Lando get the Empire out of there, right? Sure, or like help people escape from the Empire. So clearly, that robot has like a good, a strong moral compass. Yeah, I guess so. That that robot man is um, he's killing it. <sighs> he's killing it. You're right, though. That is a terribly lazy name. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of them are like that, where they're just super lazy. Yeah, co- coming in at number two for me, Matt, from the uh, from the same Clone Wars series that spawned uh, our good friend Savage Opress, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, the name of yet another Jedi Master. Uh, his name is I'm a Gundai. <laughs> I saw that guy. I'm a Gundai. And uh, sure enough, dies in the episode he's introduced in. So you meet him, you learn that his name is I'm a Gundai, and then he dies. So you, is this Clone Wars? Yeah, does, this is Clone does Wars. Clone Wars count as canon? I don't even know how this works anymore. I have yeah, no clue. Yeah, it does. Okay. I don't know what what counts. So what exactly counts? Well, there. So in the old days, so who knows with with Disney now? But in the old days, there were like several levels of canon, Ugh. and the top level was like film canon. So anything that appeared in film was canon, right? Including the holiday special. <laughs> nice. That holiday special, by the way, I, the how did this get made on that was fun. Yeah, but do not watch it. It is so bad. <laughs> it's not entertaining. It, I mean, except for the fact that you're just constantly amazed that it's happening. 
but like the first 15 minutes, the Wookiees talk no subtitles, just Wookiee. Yeah. Just Wookiee noises at each other. Was Mel Brooks uh, involved in that? Because it just seemed like something that he would do. Uh, no, it's bad enough to be a Mel Brooks production, but it is not. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I'm going to die. Yep, that was my number two. <laughs> yeah, and he died. Oh, he sure did. <clears throat> right away. All right. Uh, how about a guy named Salacious Crumb? Yep. Salacious Crumb, who appears to be some kind of off-brand Muppet. Yep, yeah, well, he's definitely a Muppet, so this is another Return of the Jedi character. Uh, he's, uh, he's Jabba the Hutt's court jester. He's some kind of monkey lizard. <laughs> uh, I believe he's supposed to be sentient. Is he, is he a Henson creation? Was Henson involved? Uh, yeah. Henson was involved. Okay, so this guy's yes. probably a Henson creation, Salacious Crow. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely an off-brand. I mean, he's exactly an off-brand Muppet. He, he reminds me of those mice. Those Muppet mice. He's very like the mice. Yeah. <clears throat> but his name's Salacious Crumb, so. Yeah. Thought that was a real winner. He's like a little guy, and he's leering a lot. Like, he really enjoys the spectacle of Jabba's palace. And- what should we call a guy who's like, he's not big. <laughs> That's right. And he's like, he's like a real slime ball. <laughs> Salacious I don't know, how about Crumb. Salacious Crumb? <laughs> That's my George Lucas for you. Oh, you see, because it's it's like because it's like circular. It's like poetry. It repeats itself. That's probably what he said, right? Probably. <laughs> he's a hack. Yep. And he's always been a hack. And uh, I get it. The prequels are disasters, but the for original Star Wars movies are pretty bad. Yep, they are. It's true. And that well, actually, it shows you how bad the prequels are that people consider them so far below the original movies. Yeah, because they're not. Like, the first time, I think right after I watched episode two, which has probably the worst dialogue ever recorded in a movie. It's uh, it's one of the worst movies. uh, I then went back and watched a DVD of A New Hope, and the dialogue's pretty bad in that. Yeah, it's not great. He just can't, he just does not write naturalistic dialogue. Again, he's never been in a room with a person, and he's never seen a person, and he doesn't know what they're like. No, he lives in a in a entirely in a chroma key studio now. I love when you see all like the documentary footage of him during the making of the prequels. You can see the looks on everyone's face around him, but no one will say anything to him. They all look scared. They all look scared, and they just nod their head. In but you can clearly see on their face that they think everything he's saying is a terrible idea, just a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> I like that he invented the terminology, and he can't even bring himself to use it, like. He, in the documentary footage, he calls lightsabers laser swords so many times. I know. He's got like, uh, he's, he's, you know, because he's got a laser sword, right? Because he's a Jedi. And it's like, uh, dog, those have a name. That's, that's what they would, they would want to see Yoda whip out his little laser sword and go nuts. First of all, nobody ever wanted to see that. <laughs> I didn't hear one Probably no one thought that. he ever had a lightsaber. <laughs> he was just a weird little man in a swamp. He's a, he's the little man in the swamp who trains Jedi. Yeah. He's not flipping around with his lightsaber. Yeah. Laser swords. Yeah. Laser swords. All right. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, my number one, and um, it's going to be hard to top. So in the um, in the early going in Attack of the Clones, which I think is the worst of the movies, uh-huh. um, Obi-Wan and Anakin trail a changeling assassin into a bar? Yes, they do. Um, 
the assassin has a dumb name, but it's that's not the problem. Uh, they pull some real, by the way, they pull some real asshole cop stuff too outside. Where they do, they get like, they they Serpico. He's like Jedi business. And it's like, oh, uh, what? Uh, but what? When they go up to the bar, a slimy little goth pulls up next to Obi-Wan and offers him a death stick, which is, by the way, that's everything you need to know about Star Wars. That's right. Uh, I wish you'd have a guy who's hawking cigarettes. Uh, they're, like, bad for you. I heard they're bad for but, you. We should call them oh, something You can't call else. them cigarettes. We should call them... Oh, we call them death sticks. That's what I... That's what I call cigarettes when I see people smoking. <laughs> I say, look at them smoking them death sticks. And then, like, four dudes just nodded with a look on their face. Like, oh, Anyway, God. they have named this character the death stick peddler. Uh-huh. Elon Sleazebagano. Sleazebagano. <laughs> I would drop the mic if it was... If it didn't require a lot of effort. Dude, it sounds like if you were going to insult an Italian person. Yeah, that's true. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> like it's Sleaze I mean, Bagano over there. Like you should have called him Gucciatore Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> Sleaze Bagano. Uh, I dug into it a little bit. Um, that's it as far as canon goes. So if you look at his Wikipedia page, the canon version, that's it. That's his name. Uh-huh. Because that's his name in the script. Uh, in the EU, it is revealed that his actual name is Ilan Sel Sabagano. But... His nickname is Elon Sleazebagano. Oh. Probably so because he sells death sticks. Somebody tried to clean that up in post. Death sticks, <laughs> incidentally, every time you smoke one, it shortens your life. Uh, well, how does it do that? Uh, uh, through science or magic. Okay. Star Wars is never never explains how anything works. All right. Okay. All right. Hope- so that was my number one, Elon Sleazebagano. Uh, not- okay. Um, let me give you um Let me give you a... Uh, honorable mention before I give you my last one. The, uh, the guy that Leia, I guess, beats up and steals his clothes or something? I don't know. She dresses as him when she goes to Jabba the Hutt's cave. I don't know if she's dressed as that oh. alien guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know this guy. Yeah, that guy's name is just Boosh. It is Boosh. <laughs> He's Boosh. <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's just me, Boosh. I'm, Boosh is here. To say hi to Jabba the yeah. Hutt. Apparently the thing in her mouth makes her speak his language? Uh, like... Not clear, right? But when she's wearing the mask, she's not speaking basic. Apparently, when Deep Space Nine was biting everyone's style and they made the Breen, they just, uh-huh. they just bit Boosh's style. Because the, oh, the masks? The Breen are just Boosh, right? They got crazy I mean, masks. are they all bounty hunters? Probably. Because he's a bounty hunter, so all of his people must be bounty hunters. They, they got crazy masks, and then you can't understand what they're saying. I'm saying... If you put them side by side, you'd be like, oh, I see where they got this. Fucking deep space. Fucking Ron Moore. <sighs> by yeah, the way. Boosh is pretty bad. All of the guys in Jabba's palace were named badly. Yeah. Like, everyone knew that it wasn't important what these characters' names were. They probably thought no one would ever find out. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Although by then the toys were so big. By Return of the Jedi, they must have known, well, all of these people will have action figures. It's kind of like when those Star Trek cards started to come out, and a lot of those dudes who were just in the back, those ensigns and shit, started to get names. And you were like, huh, that guy's name's uh, Ensign Darian Wallace. Okay. Alright, I didn't know that before. But I don't think they actually decided that. That's not in the script. That's just, someone needed a picture of a Starfleet officer, and they used it, and they gave the name Darian Wallace. But yeah, the stuff that didn't get named by the toy makers 
were was you know was named instead by like uh like there was a role playing game that came out at some point that then had to turn this stuff into systems so it had to like try to make sense out of the little rank placards that you see on all the imperial officers right even though it you can tell from the rank titles that nothing makes sense yes like the head of the starfleet is general tag and the uh, the guy who's running the Death Star is Admiral Mahdi. It doesn't make any sense. It's exactly backwards. That's so. right. Well, that's uh, just to fuck with you. They <laughs> thought Grand Moff Tarkin was a pretty cool, like, that Grand Moff was a cool military title to have. Yeah, dude, because it's like Grandma, but you put some Fs on the end. That's true. It's like so, Grandma. Yeah, like, the, the, the poor dumb fucks who had to write the supplementary materials and try to make sense of them also ended up naming a bunch of people. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, another honorable mention is uh, who I I guess figured out he, he must be a galaxy far far away is Charlie Parker. He's he's Dota Bonawido. Oh, I don't know who that is. Or Bo Bo, Bo or something. He he plays saxophone in the band. So he's he he plays alto. Oh, I see. He plays alto saxophone. <laughs> Does he play bebop? Yep. <clears throat> anyway, that's a little. Inside, between the lions, <clears throat> laughing to myself. Has anyone seen it's Between the good. Lions? <laughs> Anybody out there? <laughs> Children's show. Matthew, I, I'm going to stop you right there. There's nobody out there. <laughs> puppet, puppet lions that ran a library. Anybody? <sighs> All right. Anyway, my number one uh, is going to sound pretty simple, but it's Wicket Warwick. Uh, Wicked W. Warwick. Yes. Because, I'm sorry, is he an alien from another planet? Uh, well, I mean, he is, in that he is an Ewok. Why is he an English teddy bear? Yeah, he is just a, he is just a teddy bear, presumably from Warwickshire in England. <laughs> if you had just renamed Paddington Wicked Warwick, that series would have done just as well. Yeah. Wicked yeah, Matt, Warwick. We- you know, it's pretty bad. It's pretty lazy and bad. Uh, and then every time that... Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of that actor. What's his name? Oh, the guy who plays all the midges? The midge yeah. actor? Yeah, that's him. I mean, there were two <laughs> There were two in Star Wars, and it's not Kenny Baker, it's the other one. Um, uh, f- oh, let me Google it. I'm going to Google it. Uh, Warwick Davis? Yeah, Warwick Davis. Anyway, all of his characters uh, have W names. Uh, he was the guy from um, Willow. That's he was from Willow. Hence, the W. Wait, but the baby was named Willow, right? Was he named Willow? I don't know. Fuck, I, I don't know remember. what his character's name in Willow was. I'm all just right. saying in Star Wars, all of his characters have W names. Yeah. Well, since his name is Warwick, and this character, this character's name is Warwick. That's yeah. That's pretty bad. We didn't really like. We didn't really take any shots at the Force Awakens. No, I didn't really pay attention to it. I don't think I got to it. Honestly, I had such a long list of names that I just I was satisfied. Yeah. But you'll be happy to know that the dumb naming conventions continue. Um, one of the X-wing pilots is like a, a sort of a fish alien, like generic fish alien guy. Wait, is he the same race as Admiral Akbar? I don't think so. Okay, different fish. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's. Lizardy or something. Uh, he's voiced by someone uh, from the Beastie Boys. Oh, his name is Elo Asty. <laughs> nice. 
I just thought you'd want to know that they continued the fine tradition. Well, you know. The, again, we were talking about how bad the old movies are and how much worse the prequels were. And again, another sign of how bad the prequels were. This movie, this new one, only had to achieve the level of like an average motion picture. Like you just had to go, this is a movie made by professional movie makers. It doesn't even have to be good. No, it just has to it has to have the cadence of a movie. Yes, when I was in the theater, I went, this feels like an actual motion picture, and I was super happy coming out of it. Oh yeah, because it could have been so bad. That's exactly my point. And then I saw it again a week later, and I went, oh, this is actually pretty bad. But I was well, so... It's like not great. It's not doing anything exciting. Yeah, but I was so the happy... The Rathars are garbage. That when I sat down, it wasn't the prequels. That's all it was. I mean, that was all I needed. So... I don't know why I spend so much of my time watching terrible sci-fi that I hate and all I do is rag on it. I think it makes you feel better about your contribution to the universe. My contribution is nothing. Yeah, but at least it's not bad. I guess. I don't know. I just, like, I spent so much of my life watching Star Trek and Babylon 5 and Star Wars and all I do is just mock it mercilessly. Like, for some reason, I, I'm, I've been going back, I've been watching season one of TNG again. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Oh, well, that is a very mockable season. Everything that happens is so bizarre and off-putting and weird. I would argue that season two is actually worse, well, but season one is very odd, and the tone is very different. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think two is worse because two is just straight boring. One is so weird. It feels like you're on drugs when you're watching it. Because nothing you know, that's that anybody how it always felt to me. Nothing that anybody says or does, or nothing that happens on the screen makes any sense on any level. A lot of it also just doesn't matter. Like they open up some premises that do not recur. Yeah, that's right. Like they were going to do something with it, and then they just—I don't know—changed writers. I don't know. Yeah, or like the cast changes, like what their roles are, or some people just leave entirely. Yeah. Like, the other day, uh, or maybe it was yesterday? I don't know, yesterday or the day before, we were ragging on uh, the episode with the vicious animal things, the one where Q makes right. them play that game where they fight continental soldiers that are weird aliens. Is that hide-in-Q? That sounds right. I never remember any of the Q episode the titles. The Q pun names are terrible, so... Yeah, they're all the worst. And, uh, it's just so much fun to rag on it. Like, it's, uh... Like, all the the weird stuff with Tasha Yar trying to sex Captain Picard out of nowhere. It really is out of nowhere. Like, he literally just flicked her switch, dude. He's, like, medium nice to her about her having a little bit of a breakdown when things are out of her control. Yeah. Like, medium nice. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, you know, don't worry about it. Things are rough right now. And she's like, yeah, oh. She goes right to fuck. She's like, if you weren't a captain. Which, first of all, is a weird thing to say. It is. She's not allowed to sex a captain? Uh, probably not her own captain. But, I bet there are regulations. I, I made sure to watch the subtitles. You know it says if you weren't a captain. It's supposed to be pretty clear that there aren't regulations because no. Riker fucks anybody he wants to. Absolutely. So everyone just must be cool with it. Maybe because there's a psychiatrist on the ship anyway, so. Well, he won't fuck her. She, in the first season, Troy is all over Riker's dong. Oh yeah, and he's just like she calls him Bill, which I think we both know is a big turn off for him. <laughs> she calls him Bill. You know, I thought it was only once. I thought she only called him Bill the one time, which is when she's um, space drunk. 
Right. She goes to see him in engineering. And uh, she asks him, um, wouldn't he rather spend time with her, with her in his mind? Which right. automatically would make your penis soft. Just go, no, yeah, no, I don't, much. no, thank you. But um, Also, we could just talk. <laughs> right. You know what, I'm just going to drop you off in sick bay, and then I'm going to go back to engineering. Um, but she actually calls in Bill again, because uh, I watched the episode Haven. Oh, right. And when they're... That's a big Riker Troy episode. Yeah, when they're on the holodeck and he's sulking, as he always does, um, she's like, to level with him, she's like, Bill. I was like, oh, she used it again! <laughs> she called that dude Bill! Yeah, he does not want to... should have said, let's rap. He never wants to fuck her until she's probably fucking somebody else. And then he is yeah. real, like, childish and butthurt about it. Like, remember the time... But he's got her on the back burner while he messes up crew women and ensigns. <laughs> yeah, and then remember the time the alien impregnated her? And he is just not having it. Oh, yeah. She didn't even know she was asleep. An alien being, like, beamed into her vagine and made a baby in her. Yep, hard to tell who's more upset by it. Riker or Worf. <laughs> also, how much of Worf being upset do you think is just on Riker's behalf? <laughs> You think they're just down? Like, they're just bros. They're down like that? Well, then what... Yeah, they're bros. Then you really can't explain season seven, then. When yeah, that's true. Worf and Troy get, I assume, do the nasty? Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, Worf, is, Worf has a security concern, and he does suggest immediately that the fetus be aborted. Yeah, right away. It was his first yeah, plan. And no one says to him, uh, a beam of light entered the ship and impregnated me, and the baby's like six months old now. Do you think you can terminate it? That's and since, like, you, since you started that sentence, that baby has grown six inches. Why do you think it's possible to do that? <laughs> but he does try to be right. The, the alien being does put them all in danger. It's true. Um, yeah, but Riker is just like, he just looks at it right in front of everyone, in front of everyone in the whole room, and he goes, Who's the father? Yep. It's like, Doc, that is not your business, one. And two, have some decorum. Like, there are people in here. Our coworkers, yeah. the people we work with, they're all in here. Yeah, one of them is a robot. <laughs> you know he's he's not going to understand that he shouldn't ask you about that outburst later. That's right. <laughs> You're going to have to talk about it with Data. Yeah, Riker cannot control himself. In this Haven episode, he's doing the same goddamn thing, dude. Like, he does not want her at all until this other dude shows up to marry her, and then he is just super PO'd. And he's, like, walking out of staff meetings halfway through Picard's... Picard's like, we should also congratulate Counselor Troy, who's going to be getting married, and Riker just walks out. Yep. It's like, wow, what is wrong with this guy? Um, so yeah, she called him Bill a couple times. That Haven episode was bonkers too, man. It's a bad episode. Like, a thing that is never explained is why that guy has been drawing her. Okay, alright, so the guy is drawing that 80s skag. He's drawing the blonde 80s skag. Right. Because he's been seeing her in his mind forever, and he just assumed it was Troy, because they right. had been promised to each other as kids. So he clearly Correct. he knows nothing about Betazoids, because he thinks that she can just go into his mind from a million miles away, having never met him. Uh, right, exactly. And also, apparently, they don't have photographs in the future? Or no one bothered to send him one. Because he's never, he's never bothered to look up what his wife is going to look like. Yeah, like, he never, this dude never once Googled her. Yeah. Like, he never once got on Facebook and was like, huh. It's very easy to find pictures of me on the internet. 
Yeah. It's like super easy. And I'm, and I'm just somebody I'm, you know what I mean? Like he never ever tried to figure out what she looks like. So he shows up with his hand drawings, which is so creepy mm-hmm. of this 80s gag. The dude's got the last piece of paper in the universe. <laughs> he's been using it. He's been using it to draw a, a woman who like she's in a Duran Duran video, but it's girls on film. Yeah, that's it's right. not, she's not Rio. No. Though she is wearing a half shirt of some kind. She's not Rio from Rio. She's she's wearing a half shirt, and she I, I don't know is she in command of that Torellian ship? Because when the view screen comes on, she's just right there in front. Uh, she at least answers the phone. Like, <laughs> is there are other people on that ship? Like her dad? Maybe? I think her dad is on that ship, but it, no one seems to be in charge. Maybe that's why they've just been aimlessly drifting. Yeah, well, they're just waiting to die. I guess <clears throat> they got that plague. It's real bad. So yeah, he just showed... And apparently, Starfleet's pretty inhumane about it. Oh yeah, dude, they're, they're gonna blast those dudes out of the stars if they come near that planet. Yeah. So, so yeah, he shows up with all these hand hand drawings of this, again, this music video, nasty chick. Has no idea that they're not Troy at all. Uh, We got no emotions data throughout this whole episode. Just, like, smiling at everybody... And genuinely enjoying himself, like every t- like when all, all the mm-hmm. people are fighting. Oh yeah, he's getting a big kick out of observing. He it. is like having a great time. I'm gonna have a shirt made, Matt. Who told him he doesn't have emotions? <laughs> That's right. He's just got a broad smile on his face. The like the time. guy who turned him on on the steps on that colony was like, "Oh, you're a robot, so you don't have emotions." <laughs> yeah, you probably get other things too. You probably can't like use contractions, and uh, he's just been like, "Check, you got it. Can't do any of that." <laughs> Because humans are his master, have, and they told him. Doesn't have emotions, my ass. In that vicious animal thing episode, Jordy's like, wow, Worf's already made it to the third ridge. And Data, like, does a double take. <laughs> That's right! He's like a, the third ridge? He's like a double take, and almost does a, he's like a spit take. He goes, the third ridge? It's like, like, he doesn't say coldly, he does move faster than I anticipated. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he does, he goes, the third ridge? It's his pants. It's like, Data, first of all, haven't you been watching? Like, just pay attention. Hey, He's over there. Uh, this casting sheet says we need an emotionless robot. <laughs> should we hire, like... Should we hire, like, an actor that's up to that? Or, like, a great big ham? Yeah. Well, that's what they got. I don't know whether they knew they were going to get that, but that's what they got. And you can tell, dude. You can tell throughout the whole run of the series he kept going to the directors and being like, you know, I can do more than this. I can do oh, more. Sure. What do you want me to be? You want me to be a cowboy? I'll be a cowboy for you. I'll be five cowboys. <laughs> want me to do like ten different cowboy accents? I'll do that for you. So you want me to sing? Can I play my, can I play my own evil twin and my creator? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he'll be like a cra- crazy old scientist. He's been shut away. You know what I mean? He'll be a little eccentric. I can do this. Hey, it's movie time. Can I play another twin but like a retarded one? Oh, God. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not good, dude. They should never have listened to that guy. Yeah. Oh, and at the party, Data Straight asks Mr. Holm, uh, Troy's mom's valet, uh, just asks him about his alcoholism right to his face. Yeah. And implies that, that he must be part human because he enjoys the alcohol so much, by the way. Right. He's like, oh, you must have, uh, you know, some human descendants or something. And Mr. Holm's like, I'm sorry, what? You just come up to me and talk to me about my alcoholism at a party? I like that they barely let that guy talk. 
<clears throat> yeah, dude, he's a valet. He's not allowed to talk. It's a weird culture they got there. Uh, you know, sometimes I wonder whether Dr. Crusher has a staff. Uh, I mean, we see, like, a couple of floaters every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We see Nurse Ogawa. We learn her name. Right. Uh, but most of the time, sickbay's empty, right? Yeah, pretty much. No one on that ship is ever sick or injured. When they go to sickbay, no one gets No one gets the runs in the future. Like, whenever someone goes to sickbay, it's a bunch of empty beds, <clears throat> and Dr. Crusher's in her little office. Yeah, what's she doing in there, by the way? I don't know. There's nothing to do, right? There's no one to cure. She has no staff, so there's nothing to do. You can't even look at porn on those little four-inch laptop screens. And you can tell there's no staff, because in this episode, when Troy's promised husband, Wyatt Miller, is on board, who is a medical doctor, she says to him, um, oh, we should compare notes about the uh, Torellians or whatever they're called. Uh, it's so great to have a medical colleague on board. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's clear. She has no other doctors to talk to. A thousand people on this ship. It can be days and weeks from any starbase, but she's it. That's it. Yep. That's all you get. It's so I think that proved that the whole time we were thinking, I guess she just doesn't have a staff. No, that's true. She just doesn't have one. That's the first person yeah. she's ever gotten to talk to about medicine. You see a fair number of people wearing those blue colors, though. What are they doing? They must all be doing science. Science What's Simon Tarsis do? He's a medical tech, right? Oh, is he? Yeah. He's like I, a, an orderly or something? I think you're right. I don't know, dude. Maybe he works in sick bay too. Right. The big sick bay <laughs> where the where the regular people go. Maybe. Not like when a bridge officer is injured. Yeah, her main sick bay is just for her. She just has to be there by herself. <clears throat> you know, flicking the bean or whatever. Probably. Uh, also, at that party, they're all they all have hilarious '80s updos. All the women, yeah, like uh, Tashiar looks like she's a fucking fucking cockatoo or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has some bad haircuts. Yeah, there's some awful haircuts at that wedding. Um, yeah. So that episode was uh, was um, um, unbelievable garbage as well. But uh, they're all they're all real bad. Yeah. But uh, they are kind of fun to go back and watch. I think season one was fun to watch. I think season two is not going to be that much fun. Season two is going to be a bummer. But season one yeah, is just the, so weird. They hit their stride and get a little better in like three through five. But that's not... It's entertaining in a different way, but it's actually much less entertaining. Yes, that's right. And then season six and seven are uh, really hard to watch. Might as well be Star Wars. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Just as bad as Star Wars. <laughs> So that's what I've been doing. I'm watching Breaking Bad and I've been watching the Star Treks. That's pretty good. I've been, like, spending uh, 80 to 90% of my time this week scratching myself. What? Yeah, I went over to, uh... I went over to Ryan and Krista's house, uh... Sunday, day before Memorial Day. Mm. And we were, like, hanging out there and drinking, and that's why, uh... We actually did get a tweet from Ryan this week. Oh, uh, sweet! That says, uh... So much material for Judah to share with his at-brother date. Oh, and that's about your adventures at their place? Uh, no, actually, it's just Katie was telling stories. Okay. Uh, but uh, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and long pants, and I got six mosquito bites. Damn, dude. Did they just get all up in your clothes? Three of them through my jeans. Wow. And I don't wear thin jeans you're not wearing like jeggings no like i wear 
I mean, I don't anymore, but the, they're of equivalent thickness. But I used to wear the official jeans of the PBR circuit. Oh, that's good to know. Did you know that because that's why you bought them? Uh, I may have seen that <laughs> when I was perusing jeans and said, good enough. You don't wear, like, real starchy, like, workman jeans? Uh, I mean, these are these are rough. I, I usually wear jeans that you could fall off a motorcycle on. All right, good. So how do these mosquitoes get through? That's what I'm asking. Did they just get Do all not off your pant legs? Don't know, but they, uh, I think it must have been through the jeans because they're on the tops of my legs. Like, two on my left knee and one an inch above my right knee. Okay. So you got bit pretty good. Yeah. So I figure they were super mosquitoes and I probably got Zika now. You should probably go get checked out. I don't know. If you have a baby, it's gonna be all, um, tiny-headed. And then I'll get checked out. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's that's probably a good way to do it. That's like I'm the, not going to get checked out before I get symptoms. Yeah. Well, once you give birth and the baby's all messed up, then you should go. Because that's like a good filter for the doctors. I think so. It's, a, it's definitely a sign. Wait a minute. So what did Ryan mean by a lot of material? Oh, um, so Ryan's mom has just moved back to California from Kentucky. Damn. Uh... And she's staying with them right now, so this was, like, Katie's chance to meet her. Okay. She's a little bit of a character. But you know how when Katie meets someone new and she's getting along, she will uh, eventually show them her tumor scar? Oh, nice! (laughs) Uh, And then, uh... And then Ryan's mom said, well, I would show you my hysterectomy scar, but something, something, something. And then Katie gleefully recalled a story, uh, a thing that our mother said one time at a family get together. Oh God! <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mom, if you hear this, but you did say it. <laughs> it's right. no one to blame but yourself. Which is uh, that her hysterectomy scar made her torso look like a smiley face <laughs> with a little goatee. <laughs> oh my God! Um, That's awful. And uh, I think that delighted Katie because Katie likes when people are a little bit inappropriate, especially like when an older woman is inappropriate. That's Katie's favorite thing. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mom. uh, She really liked how horrified that made you and me. (laughs) Well, why would it not? It's horrifying. That's genuinely a horrifying thing to say. We are monsters, but you can push monsters only so far. Yeah. I think. Jesus, Mom. So. I, I'm pretty sure that was the exact moment that Ryan got on Twitter. <laughs> Just started started tweeting at us. Yeah. Then for fun, we had to explain to uh, we had to explain to Ryan's mom what a podcast is. It turns out it's a difficult concept to explain to people. Uh, it's like the radio, but you can download an episode whenever you want, so you don't have to hear it on the radio. Is that good? Yeah, but the the thing about the radio is not just anybody can be on the radio. Like, right. you gotta have a studio and backers and stuff, you know? I would've just told her that we had all that stuff. Yeah, it was probably true. Yeah. That's... Oh yeah, it's P- it's PBS. PBS sponsored it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Dog, I, um... <clears throat> okay, Marjan got her, um... Her primary... The California primary ballot thing in the, uh, in the oh, mail. Oh yeah, I have mine sitting over here to mail back. Dog. Dog, have you read what these people wrote? Have you read uh, what? I guess not. More, I haven't opened it. Have you read what more than half of these candidates wrote about themselves? No, but I want to. Okay, know. so I've been in a place for a while where I've refused to vote, 
And f- oh, yeah. some people are appalled by that, and they think that makes me a bad person. Uh, but to those people, yeah. I say these are these are the people that I'm supposed to be voting for. Like these are the options. This guy, <clears throat> Akinyemi uh, Olabore Agbede. What he says in his little blurb about himself is, "Rescue America, rescue America!" Two exclamation points. Rescue America! Three exclamation points. Californian, exclamation point. Let us together rescue America from turning into a third world country. Enough is enough of American deep suffering. People in Washington has collapsed this country. Therefore, electing Dr. Akinyemi Agbede as your next United, United States Senator representing the Golden State of California 2016 is the answer in order for our country to be reclaimed back. I don't think that guy's on my ballot. Wait, he's not? Can we? This is this is for the United States Senate. U.S. Senate. Hmm. That is crazy, though. <clears throat> I mean, there are so many of these. How about uh, Ling Ling Shi? No party preference. Yeah, I've got him or her. <laughs> Run for God's heart and America's freedom. Challenge ten giant chaos in economy and economy-related sectors. Wow. This person wants us to vote for them. <coughs> that's hot stuff. I don't even know what to say about that. No, that's that's basically the best. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> Challenge ten giant chaos in economy. <coughs> uh, how about Paul Merritt? <clears throat> California make history. N- no punctuation. Elect an independent Senator Merritt. Elect an independent thinker. Elect the person, not the party in powers. Apostrophe S. Our national government is a shambles. We need a strong USA defense. Merit is solid on international issues. I believe in faith, respect people, and all religions. Merit supports Senator Feinstein's border security fence. By the way, I don't know whether that's even a thing, but border in this case is spelled B-O-A-R-D-E-R. Of course. No offshore oil drilling and our Desert Environmental Protection Act. Merritt adheres that President Reagan's idea on small government is best. Background, colon, two law degrees, broker, hotel owner, elected city council person, homeowner boards, colon, Palm Springs, Santa Barbara, San Francisco, Orange County, life member, nature conservancy, most billionaire Republicans and union boss Democrats don't represent you. Merritt is independent for all citizens. Paul Merritt is a Californian. Wow. These these are like, there are so many in here that are unbelievably good it's like the crazies who would show up at the city council meetings like if you ever turned on one of those public access channels when the city council meeting was on and it's just yes. an insane person or like any crowd scene from parks and recreation <laughs> that's right exactly actually actually those people are much more lucid than that and these uh, are the... my dog found a sandwich in ramsett park and i want to know why there wasn't mayonnaise on it <laughs> yeah that's right that's at least a real concern yeah, these people are just, I mean, and they're in the ballot. Look at, yeah. this lady lists herself as President Christina Grappo. My education and expertise merits this prolific occupation in order to represent California as United Senator. Oh my god. I hold a Democratic Party platform with key issues for gun control, 
human trafficking, balancing the national deficit, and foreign policy initiatives, I am mainstream Facebook in social media. My core values drive America. What does I am mainstream <laughs> Facebook in social media mean? I don't know. I don't know. I was laughing so hard at these last night. How do you even parse that? I love the irony of Marjan chiding me for not voting while looking through these candidates. And, like, trying to, like, do her research and really read up on them and see who the right person to vote for is. Man, my ballot does not even have the um, statements from the Did it, it, candidates so it's for like a, senator. It's a booklet that came along with it. Did you get the booklet that came along with the actual ballot? That's what I'm actually looking at. Okay. But mine is a shitty nonpartisan one. Mm. I mean, I should still get to vote for a state senator. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not going to open my actual ballot on the air. But uh, but my booklet does not have these statements. I got a, it has a bunch for state senator. I got another great one for U.S. Senate. A great okay. one. Herbert G. Peters. I just remember that this person wants to be one of the 100 people. That's right. I know. In the top house of of, uh, of our wonderful Congress. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is such a good one. Uh, keep. I'm going to read out the punctuation because it's very important. Andrew Jackson, Democrat. Our first 70 years, semicolon. Our county, not country, grew and flourished. We had no income tax. Motto, colon, manifest destiny. Democrat presidents, semicolon, were most wise, colon. (laughs) Andrew Jackson, balanced budget, seven of eight years. Franklin Pierce vetoed a federal welfare bill. To reverse downward spiral of last 118 years, colon, balance our budget, resist war, reduce costs, reduce taxes, repeal welfare, and a minimum wage so all can find jobs. Churches and charities help needful. Reduce oppression, colon, replace income tax with sales tax, goal, colon, better life for all. It's like a personal ad that's limited in space. Yes, I do believe they have to pay by the word. No, you know what it's really like? Have you, do you have you ever purchased Dr. Bronner's liquid soap? No. Oh, you should get this soap. First of all, it is pepperminty as hell. It feels real nice on your body. Okay, I like tingly. That's good. It's like very cooling. Um, but the bottle is covered with like his crazy pan-religious screed. Right. Uh... Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps, Pure Castile Soap. I just want to know what's on the goddamn bottle. Okay, while you're looking that up, let me just repeat my favorite part of that last one. My favorite stretch. Democrat presidents, semicolon, were most wise, colon, Andrew Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do with that? I don't don't know. (laughs) I don't know what can be done with it. Everything in here is just, it's just so good. It's all really good. One guy in here just put binary code. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, that's just a dumb nerd. Hold on, opening a PDF of the bottle label, which they put on their own website. (laughs) Let's see. I know there was at least one more really good one in here. Maybe that was all of them. Other than that, they all just sound like wackos. There are some pretty regular wackos, but then there's those crazy, crazy people, like the person who said that they are mainstream Facebook on so- in social media. 
<laughs> Matthew, it starts like this. Okay. Um, the entire. In fact, I'm gonna. I'm just send you a link to the PDF so you can see what this shit looks like. What these bottles of these soaps look like. So they're entirely covered in this text that he has clearly like removed strategic words from to make it smaller and smaller. Okay. Like, so we can get more and more nonsense on here. Uh, however, it begins, Absolute cleanliness is godliness. Teach the moral ABC that unites all mankind free, instantly six billion strong, and we're all one. All one is both words are capitalized and it's hyphenated. <laughs> then in quotes, Listen, children, eternal father, eternally one. <laughs> First, if I'm not for me, who am I? Nobody. Second, Yet if I'm only for me, what am I? Nothing. Third, if not now, when? Once more, unless constructive hyphen selfish, I work hard perfecting first me, comma. Oh my God. Absolute nothing can help me, exclamation point. Fourth, <laughs> only hard work hyphen God's law can save us. But if we teach only our clan, we're all hated then. So we must teach friend and enemy, the whole human race, the full truth, hard work, free speech, press and profit sharing, moral ABCs, all one God faith, lightning like six billion strong, for we're all one or none, all one God faith, as teach the African shepherd astronomers Abraham and Israel for 6,000 years since the year one, listen children, eternal father, eternally one. We're one, all one, exceptions eternally, none, absolute none. <laughs> That's how many exceptions, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is, uh, yeah, I that got us through fourth, and uh, the bottle has at least 13. I was going to say, so, it looks like it goes on nearly forever. Yeah. So, uh, so is Dr. Bronner from America? An insane person? Yeah, obviously an insane person. Is he no, least... I think he's German. Okay, I was going to say, because this doesn't I think sound... he was German, and he moved to America, um... It just yeah. doesn't... Anyway, this soap is super good, by the way. Well, I know it is, because it's magic soap to clean body, mind, soul, spirit. Instantly... Uh, 100% correct. Instantly uniting one, all one, absolute cleanliness is godliness. Yeah. So, fair... Exceptions eternally? Matthew? None. Absolute none. Absolute none. <laughs> yeah, well, for all, we're all one or none. All one, all one, all one. So just, By the just way, wondering. that nonsense is super hard to read aloud without practicing. Uh, seriously? Well, it's not really English, so you, you can't really get into a rhythm. I mean, all of the words are English. <laughs> yes, but not the structure. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. So anyway, that would not be out of place on the ballot. Exactly. Yeah, I just don't, under I, I don't understand. I don't understand. How are why we you're supposed to vote. Yeah, why am I? Who, who's going to make me vote? Who's going to make me? Come make me. <laughs> That's a challenge make to everybody. Vote, make me vote. Make me vote. See if you can do it. Uh, you know how many times I'm going to vote? Eternal none. Absolute none. none. Eternal. Okay? Voting eternally? Absolute <laughs> none. Oh, uh, boy. That's where we are, dude. That's where yeah. we are. So I'm even worse than you, Doug. I didn't even read the sample ballot clearly. <laughs> well, I didn't like, want to I read it. I looked at it. I saw that I basically get to vote on one measure and a bunch of state senators. Who cares? Yeah. They don't even make the laws in this state. That's right. What do they do? They win elections, I guess. That's their whole yeah. job. All the laws are by dumb ballot initiatives that are then found unconstitutional. That's correct. Yeah, only a matter of time. 
<laughs> yeah, Doc, I don't even think I was trying to read them. I think just to prove a point, I picked it up and said, who do you want me to vote for? Huh? You want to vote for this guy? And then I think it was uh, Andrew Jackson, Democrat, maybe. Yeah. And if, like me, you uh, are not registered to any political party because you hate everyone. Yep. Uh, you get a real thin June ballot in an election year. Ah, okay. I'm registered... Well, okay. So when I was registered in California, I was registered as Declines to State Party Affiliation. Right. Then I registered in Boston, and I think their only choice of that nature was independent. Right. And I, I don't think I've ever re... I don't think I've ever signed up again out here. This is why you don't get jury duty. Yeah, which is fine. What are they going to do? Call me in yeah. Boston? Good luck. Yeah, well, good good luck. <laughs> I got an easy excuse. I live 3,000 miles away. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, oh. you know, that's that's what's happening in politics these days. Yeah. Is I am uh, I am with you. A lot of semicolons. Like you could write in Lao Ching Wan like I did that one time. <laughs> Lao Ching Elsie Dub. <laughs> yeah, I wrote him in for state treasurer. That would be amazing. It'd be amazing. None of the third parties had a candidate for that position that year. If we could make it happen, it would be incredible. I agree. It's surely illegal, but... If we could get LC Dub, just just any minor role here in the state would be fantastic. No, like, even a, even a role on television, I think, would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean... It would be pretty nice to see him in something again. So is he still making movies? He must, right? They make like 500 movies a year in Hong Kong just with the same actors over and over again, right? I presume that he is. I just, once Netflix became available, I stopped importing Hong Kong movies because I could just watch... Whatever garbage. If I wanted to watch a not very good movie that, or, you know, something that didn't translate well, let's say, I could just anything. I mean, super yeah. easy now. Yes, that's true. That's never better than just going back and re-watching Reno 911. Uh, did you know he goes by Sean... Sean Lao Ching Wan. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I think that's new. I don't remember that. <clears throat> Gross. Yeah, I don't remember when I was on YesAsia.com importing DVDs seeing that. Yeah, that must be new. Uh, <clears throat> he was in a movie this year called Call of Heroes. Oh, that sounds good. So I'm, I think I'm in on that. I'm definitely going to check that out. Matt, I heard, uh, I heard a song on the radio yesterday when I was uh, driving home. Mm-hmm. And um, for a second, I thought an impossible thing had happened, and that I was hearing an early Midnight Oil song that I did not know. Because no one sounds like them. Well, that's always been our contention, right? Yeah. Is that they were the only ones who ever sounded like that. Right. Uh, in fact, I'm going to play you a short clip okay. of an early Midnight Oil song. But you must have known that was not possible. I knew it was not possible. I just couldn't figure out what was happening. It was very jarring. It was hot. I was driving in traffic. Um, this is an actual early Midnight Oil song. Right. Okay. You know what one that was? That was... Um, uh, where's Brisbane? What's that one called? That's uh, it's Koala Sprint. There you go, Koala Sprint. Yeah, yeah. That's from uh, that's from 1979's <laughs> Head Injuries, right? Great record. And uh, you'll accept that, right? That's that's an early Midnight Oil sound. Yes, for sure. Okay, so what I heard when I was flipping through the radio stations was this. 
dang. Especially how midnight oily is that? Especially that guitar flourish right there, right at the end. I was like, oh shit, maybe that is, is that is that um who would have been playing that Rob Rob Hurst who plays those? Uh, no, he's the drummer. Um, Martin Rothsey would have been uh Jim Jim Mogany. No, Jim Mogany. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so I heard that, and I was like, what the fuck? That is distressing. Yeah. Um, do you know what that is? No. That's Panama by Van Halen. Oh, that's like the middle. Oh, like the middle that's the bit. bridge. Uh, it's the weird bridge in Panama. Um, right. And it's the same era, dude. I mean, that's a little bit later, but they started at the same time. Uh, yeah. Actually, I should have Panama Panama's 1984, up. and they start, but they started in the 70s. That's true. It's true. But like that that was a 1979 Midnight Oil clip that sounds very similar to that 1984 Van Halen clip. Wow. I guess I never thought about it cuz I've definitely heard that song 40 million times. But I never yeah, but got that You just that think feeling. about the early part. Yeah. That's true. Until you played them like that back to back. I've never noticed that. But how much does that sound like especially you're right, especially that guitar flourish at the end That's there. That's right. Oh, let me just play that one again just Like that, I was certain that was Midnight Oil when I heard that. <clears throat> and then, it's not that I thought it was a Midnight Oil song I'd never heard. I was like, "What is? Which one is it?" Yeah, which Midnight Oil song is this that I don't remember? Yeah, I, I, the only difference is I get the feeling when I hear the second when I hear the Van Halen one that they're in a break it down mode, right? And Midnight Oil, Whereas, they only have the one mode. That's how. <laughs> I mean. Uh, Koala Sprint is one of those great Midnight Oil songs that sounds... It's got, like, about four songs in it. Four songs that are all weird as shit. Yeah. They're not breaking uh, it down at any point. It's all just weird. In fact, I should... If I alter the properties on that clip, I should just let it play from the beginning. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, they, they start to sing the bridge right after that part in, in uh, Panama. Yeah, yeah. First he says something about the heat coming off it, because Panama's about a car. Right. He starts talking about the heat coming off the engine or something. So, like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, I, okay, I got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I know where I am now. Panama. You, you fooled me. It's Panama. Yeah. Uh, but for, for like, one very disorienting second, I thought I was... Yeah, if you turn it on so. right at that part, you'd be like, well... And I think that the even in the part that sounds like a break-it-down mode, the bass and drums still sound a lot like Midnight Oil. Yeah. Ugh, nothing sounds like this. This is a weird song. An ad from the echoes of the night. Concrete cabins catch the sky and hold the stars to ransom. A thousand dreams, it's getting late. A thousand runners standing still. I can smell the sand and see again. I've had enough away. City times down, down, I've gotta go. Though don't let me wait. Say hello, cause I. I'm going out and out again Very nostalgic for me. 
Also, you're right. This part and that part sound exactly alike. Etc. Um, it's a great song. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, everyone then, got to hear. By the that. way, there's like a whole chorus that's much more upbeat and popular than that too. It's a there's just it's another two minutes until it starts. So. <laughs> that's right. I'm glad everyone got a chance to hear that though. Everyone should hear that. Oh yeah, no one has ever heard. Like we are the only two Americans who ever heard the song Koala Spring. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like what? Here's the thing. I was genuinely thinking about this today. Why did they sell those CDs here? I, I don't know. Collect- they did not exist as, as CDs, right? This is from 79, 78. At some point, Sony or Columbia, I don't remember now which one, was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get that back catalog out in the United States on CD. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, they had, like, the two hits in America, and then people, like, exactly like you said, said, oh, we better get the back catalog. But then no other hits came. Yeah, but, like, I cannot believe they must have not re-listened to them. <laughs> like no one at Columbia listened to that and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we got to get this CD out. People will definitely buy it." <laughs> this has that pop sound we've been looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one called Chuck Berry. That's right. It's your cousin. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. No, you're right. No one else has ever heard most of their first records. Oh yeah. Yeah. We know more about Midnight Oil than than anyone except whoever runs the Midnight Oil Museum in. Brisbane. There's a Midnight Oil Museum? There must be. Okay. All right. And I will be going there. Where's Brisbane? Is my answer to that. <laughs> Where's Brisbane? Where's Brisbane? It's 20 miles from wherever he was when he said that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so weird. <clears throat> so that was very disorienting, and I feel terrible that I now own the song Panama. Oh, so that, yeah, you actually had to download that. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah you... And then I wasn't going to illegally download it, because... Frankly, they got me. They made a song where part of it sounds like Midnight Oil. They deserve my dollar. <laughs> they earned it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had, you had tweeted out on behalf of Brother Date that you had done something horrible. So now I know. Now we all yeah. know what it was. It's morally repugnant to own the song Panama. <laughs> I was just sitting here looking at this, um, this uh, fucking filmography on Wikipedia for Louching Wan. He did the, <laughs> um, the Cantonese voiceovers for Toy Story Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, and Finding Nemo. Oh, wow. In case you're wondering. Who, who did he play in the Toy Stories? That's a very good question. Is he Buzz Lightyear? Is he Woody? I don't know. So he doesn't say it on this one. I, I hope he's not the IMDb. hope he's not the uh, slinky dog. Oh, that would be embarrassing. That would be real embarrassing. <laughs> That's what he'd I mean, say. He was, you want me to play the slinky Mr. dog? If he was Mr. Potato Head, I, I think I could accept it, but do you think they paired him up with Andy Lau? Oh, God, I so they should always be paired up. Let's see. That's what IMDb says. <clears throat> uh, yeah, as an actor, I assume that counts. Let's see. There's is there a separate IMDb page for the Cantonese version? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Maybe for a Cantonese dub or something. Sorry, everybody. Gonna, no, this is very interesting. I this no out. one knows who Lao Ching Wan is, <laughs> but they know that I once voted for him for a, a role. <laughs> um, uh, cast. Yeah, let's try that. Yeah, I want the Cantonese version. This might be tougher than I thought. No one seems to want to tell me. 
Oh, here we go. Sean Lau. Stop calling him that. Uh, he was Buzz Lightyear. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like basically the second best role. And he was Nemo's dad. Inviting Nemo. Okay, that makes sense. So there you go. Who I believe is uh oh, what's his name? In America, it's the guy that Adam Carolla loves so much. The comedian. Oh, um... Oh, this is not great podcasting. Larry Miller? No. Um, shits, shit balls and... Paul Newman? Tanks. Who does he love? I'll figure it out later. Whatever. Don't worry about it. It's not important. I want, I'm definitely not gonna. <sighs> not gonna worry about it. Uh, is it Albert Brooks? Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks plays Nemo's dad in America. So. That's all. Whew. Alright. This was not the best podcast ever. But Fuck you. it is also time it comes to an end. It has to end. <laughs> it's time. My clock is telling me this thing it must end. So please, please follow us on Twitter. It's at BrotherDate. You will get all kinds of great updates. And you can, um, maybe we'll have hilarious Twitter interaction. Who knows? That's right. Uh, you could be like Marjan did this week and uh, attempt to antagonize us by sending us a picture of a poster for the Bay Area pun-off. Which, by the way, had already happened. How are we supposed to enter it? <laughs> That's right, but she did accuse us of the lowest saying, form of comedy. Saying this was about our speed. <laughs> yeah, she likes to stir shit up. Yeah, sometimes. Well, that was that was hurtful. <laughs> so do like her. Hurt us. Hurt, hurt us inside where we're soft. Like, That's right. Like a woman. And, um, you know, we'll be back next week. You can find us on the iTunes. If you already found us, you know where to find us. On our website, brotherdate.com. Anything else? Uh, nope. All right, then. Um, see, see you real soon. Matthew, semicolon, out. I am mainstream Facebook in social media. My core values drive America. What does I am mainstream Facebook and social media mean? I don't know. Please subscribe.